You got your Bibles with you this morning? We even had a fight on the plane going over. It was just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Too much to drink. And uh, going from San Francisco to uh, New York, and he started to get all aggro, and people started to go back, and he started banging the seat in front of him and harassing the people next to him, and then uh, started elbowing, you know, the plastic window? Yeah. Started whacking the wall with his elbow and ended up breaking that first window. And uh, so the lady said, oh, are there any fellas here that can lend their assistance? So a whole bunch of us got up and got up and anyway. We ministered the love of God to him. Well, that's why he could see what was coming. I can see, you know, this is going to hurt. Anyway, but the plane landed safely. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, one, it turned to Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. And the other one is uh, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. This is the start of Jesus' ministry. And it says, just just before Jesus starts his ministry, and the Bible says that what? That Jesus, Jesus, yep, see if we can just move that out a bit further. Sorry? He increased in wisdom and stature and, you know your Bibles, my goodness, that's awesome. So Jesus grew and he increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Uh, how, many people that, how many people know that when God wants you and I to increase in wisdom and in stature? God is wanting us to increase, not to stay the same, but to increase. Increase means to go bigger, not decrease. And uh, God, is wanting, God is wanting us, all of us, to follow this model that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. If you look at Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28, we'll see a, a kind of an opposite scripture. What does that say if somebody's got a Bible there? I've got one. Sorry? Yes, that one there. Who's got that? Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28. Come and help me this morning. Is like a city with broken down walls. We'll read that again. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So he's got a, a contrast of two, uh, uh, the character or the situation of two people. Uh, he that is, uh, has no rule over his spirit, this is the opposite of growing in stature. The opposite of growing in stature is where you have no rule over your own spirit. It's like a city with broken down walls. Uh, one of the things that God has spoken to uh, us about as a church is the story of Nehemiah, about how Nehemiah saw the condition of the city and how its walls were broken down. So uh, the, the breaking down of walls can, uh, can be interpreted into, into lots of situations. But see, all of us come, uh, in a certain degree, in a place of brokenness. Uh, all of us uh, have been separated from God, uh, so we're uh, broken spiritually. But it's not just spiritually uh, that many people are broken down. It's the area of their soul or the area of their own spirit. So we see here that, that, you know, one scripture says that he has no rule over his own spirit. It's like a city with broken down walls. Uh, Whereas Jesus, he's saying that, uh, and Jesus grew, he increased in wisdom and in stature. And so one of the things I want to bring out this morning is for for many people, uh, they live their lives and they're 
their spirit or their soul is like a city with broken down walls. There's no defense system. They get influenced. They get carried by all sorts of um, influences. They're open to all sorts of attack. But however, I believe that God wants us uh, to, to, to not just stay in a place of brokenness, but to actually increase in stature, that the parts of our soul, our, our spirit, to increase in wisdom and in stature, or, or, or to increase in strength. And this morning, I just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, maturity. Maturity. Because this is what it's about. Uh, Jesus, he matured up. He manned up. How many people here know somebody that needs to mature up a little bit? <laughs> We're talking about maturity when somebody has broken down the immature. When somebody has, uh, has started to rebuild or has started to build a character and structure and, and wisdom and stature around their lives, they start to mature up. And uh, you know, we know spiritually that we'll become fully mature when we, start, when we meet with Christ. But actually, maturity is a process that all of us grow into. Uh, maturity is a process and it's, and it's an expectation in the journey of life. For example, if you're a parent here this morning, one of the things that I know that every parent would expect if, they got, if they're, they're a parent, if they've got children, is that their children would what? They would grow up, not just physically, but what? They would just grow up. <laughs> How many wives you got to say that to your husbands? You've got to grow up. Stop. So it's an expectation that we have in our life, that maturity, that we go from a place of immaturity to a place of maturity. We expect it. We expect it intrinsically. As a parent, you expect that your children will grow up physically, but not only will they grow up physically, but they'll start to learn to take responsibility, and they'll start to, structure will start to form around their soul. As a parent, that is a, a critical part of our life, is to help them uh, develop structure, to help uh, to help develop systems, to help, help them develop wisdom. When they don't have that, you can become 50 years old and still act like a kid. I think one of the greatest moments in a parent's life uh, is where their children have grown up and they've got their first job, they've saved up, they've bought their, they've bought their first house, they've left home, they are now outside of the, they're still your son or your daughter, but they've, they've left home, they've, they've reached a point of maturity where they're responsible for their own lives. How many parents know what I'm talking about? Yeah. One of the most proudest moments, I guess, in a parent's life is where uh, your son or your daughter starts to take, uh, reaches a level of maturity where they become responsible for their own lives. To watch your child grow up in wisdom and in stature and, and get favor with God and men, it's an incredibly powerful moment for your life. If that does, ha- if that does not happen, often parents are, are left wondering, what have I done wrong? <laughs> Or disappointed. In the same way that we expect this to happen naturally, this is also the process. God also expects you and I to grow up, uh, uh, not just uh, spiritually, but also around the areas of our soul. For many people, they're struggling in life simply because they have no, uh, they have not, no structure around their soul. They have not uh, matured up. They have not uh, allowed themselves to be shaped or allowed themselves to be built up and developed. So we see Jesus, he grew in wisdom and in stature, not just physically, but stature in his heart as well. And so this morning we'll talk a little bit about maturity. It's an, expect- it's an expectation and it is a process. When you uh, walk through the process of maturity, what it does, it opens up many more uh, different dimensions in your life. 
If you think about a child, if, as a child starts to mature up, as they grow into maturity, around, especially in their heart, not just physically, we're not just talking about growing whiskers. We're talking about the maturity of your heart, growing up around your soul, being able to build up structure around your life. When you start to do that, what it does, it opens up a whole new realm of opportunity for you. When you mature up, when you allow yourself to go through the process of growing up, it will open up new dimensions of life for you. Some people, they live their life and they they may have grown old physically, but their life is still small. They still get spoon-fed. They still live in a very confined space. Uh, For me, if I was... uh, through the process of years, um, did not allow somebody to shape me and did not allow um, somebody to speak into me and did, not, uh, and did not take responsibility for my life, I could probably still be living at home with mum and dad being spoon-fed. But now I'm in a place where I'm able to speak to world leaders. Why is that? Because I've been able to take responsibility in my life. I've, been able, I've, I've given myself to the process of maturity. And some people, uh, they never ever grow and the, the dimension of freedom in their life will never expand and grow into its full potential because you don't grow up inside of your own heart. I'm kind of just having to lay it out a bit this morning, but it's all right. I know you understand because I know that you're big enough to handle it. I remember when, I remember when Pat, who's Pat? Yeah, I remember when Pat had to tell me to grow up. <laughs> I used to work for Pat. He's a great boss. But I remember when Pat and Sharon, I mean, Sharon was so nice. Pat wanted to fire me, but Sharon said, oh, no, just keep him on, give him a shot. He'll be all right. He'll grow up. (laughs) Pat had to drag me out of bed for work sometime. (laughs) But at some point, I had to make a decision. I've got to start to take responsibility and start to grow up. I'm so grateful for Pat and Sharon. that They actually gave me the shot to do that. Um, You guys are awesome. uh, But actually, we all have to walk through that process of maturity. And one of the things it does, it requires change. Maturity requires change. There's a natural thing that you... I mean, you just can't stop growing whiskers. They're just going to grow by themselves. But actually, when it comes to the area of your heart and your emotions and your soul, it requires change. It requires us to make a decision. So all of us, at some point, have to make decisions. We make decisions all the time. Whether those decisions bring us into a place of maturity and growth or whether keep us confined, it's really up to you. All of our lives, uh, we are influenced by circumstances, sure. We're influenced by the environment, but mostly we're influenced by the choices that you and I make. Whether you and I choose to become responsible and choose to grow up and mature, or whether we choose not to and be be spoon-fed. The choices, all of us have that choice. Some of you as parents might have to direct somebody into a place where they have to make a decision. (laughs) You either either grow up or there's going to be consequences. So maturity, the process of maturity requires change. Change is the process of becoming different. Some people, they can grow up physically, but actually inside of their heart, they haven't changed one bit. And Paul encourages us in the Bible. He said, look, you've got to move past the elementary teachings of Christ. You've got to get past the, not just leave it behind, but to kind of move on and progress beyond the, just the, the teachings that God loves you. I mean, that's a, that's a truth that we hold on to, but we've kind of got to mature up and, and grow beyond that because there's much more that God wants for you and I. I mean, I, I know that God loves me, absolutely, I, and I don't let go of the elementary teachings, 
but I actually have to mature up and build more stature around my heart. That is what will open up doors of opportunity for you. So change is the process of becoming different. So one of the things we look at is uh, God brought the Israelites through a process of change from slavery to freedom or the promised land. So uh, the promised land, it's kind of of an out there statement, but essentially what he is, he's talking about, he's bringing us into a place of a better life. If you you have grown up and developed maturity, you'll have a better life. And so all of us come from a place of slavery where we get told what to do, when to do it. But God wants us to bring us from a place of slavery where we are told what to do into a better life, a place of promise. God has got wonderful promises for you and I. He's got wonderful promises for you, all of us. Whether we obtain those really is dependent upon you and I and the choices that you and I make. Some people, they'll never get into a better place. They'll never get into the dimension what God has for them, because they just refuse to grow up. It requires change. So God is wanting to bring us into a better life. And one of the things that we look about the promised land, it wasn't what they expected. (laughs) Often we have ideas of what the promised land looks like. One of the things as a kid, you kind of, one day you wish you could be growing up, you know, because you see all the wonderful things that adults have. Uh, But kind of when you get to that place, you think, oh, kind of not always what I expected it to be. <laughs> I've got responsibility. I've got people now that are dependent upon me. Sure, there is, uh, there's some great things, but actually I have to man up in order to, or woman up, in order to sustain it. So your, our promised land is not just an airy-fairy thing that everything's just going to be wonderful. Absolutely not. It's actually a place where, sure, you have some great things, absolutely wonderful things, but it's also a place of responsibility. You actually have to man up, mature up, in order to inherit that place. So the promised land was not what they expected. Sometimes as Christians, we have all these expectations about what it means to live in the promises of God. We see with the Israelites, when they get there, one of the things they said was, when we went to the land, I mean, it was very, very good, but there were some big giants. There are some big things that are there. Uh, they're very powerful. So the, when the Israelites had finally reached the promised land, it wasn't what everyone thought it would be. Sure, there was a reward, but there was also opposition. <laughs> there are grapes, but there's also giants. And one of the things about walking into the things of God, uh, it's going to be great. It will be great. However, there's giants. <laughs> there are some things that we have to uh, take on, and you won't be able to take on these things, unless you have built something around your spirit, you have built something, you have spent the time to allow your spirit and your soul to be developed and shaped. Are you guys with me this morning? Just making sure. You look at the Israelites, they said they, so they came to the conclusion that this wasn't, couldn't be what God was calling them to be, to do. This couldn't be God's will because it had to be easier than this. I thought we were just going to walk on into the promised land. No. <laughs> How many of you know it's just, you just don't walk into adulthood? It kind of comes with its own set of challenges. <laughs> sure, you might have a big business and, and people like, might see the goodness and, and whatnot, but you've got to know that behind there it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of stuff. To, you've got to carry a lot of responsibility. For those of you that have got businesses, it's not just a walk in the park. For those of you who've got a family, uh, it's not just a walk in the park. 
you have to mature up. You have to handle some things. Sure, there's some great benefits, absolutely. But you've got to mature up. For some people here this morning, God has got great promises for you. But you'll only inherit them if you just start to mature up. God has got great things for our city. God has got a whole city for us to bring blessing to, a whole promised land out here. But it's not what all of us will expect. Sure, it's going to be great, but we still need to mature up. We've got to start to take responsibility. It's about maturity, but it's a wonderful thing. Requiring a level of maturity in order to reach the promised land. Maturity comes with responsibility, not with age. A lot of people grow up physically. They get lots of whiskers. They look mature, but actually they act like kids. People have been at church for a long time and can show lots of spiritually looking things. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're immature at all. For some, some people, been around church for a long time, you all know that you may need to mature up. <laughs> you need to start to take responsibility for some things. I had some people and uh, prayed deliverance for them for ages. All the time casting a devil out. Got this devil, devil out. Annoying me after a while. Actually, what it took was, actually, you need to start to take responsibility for your life. The day they took responsibility for their life, they started to mature up. The whole world started to change. Mm. We need to take responsibility, what, for our words. Some people, are, if you're liberal with your words, your words will create an atmosphere around you. Some people complain that Hawks Bay is just too bad. Well, listen to the words that is coming out of your mouth. Out of your heart, the mouth speaks. Take responsibility for the words that you speak. Think carefully about what you're saying. Think carefully about the words that come out of your mouth. There are some things, some choices you make that are irreversible. Once a word has gone out, it does not come back. You can't get it back once you put a word out there. Once you've spoken something out into the Spirit, you can't get it back. Some choices that we make are irreversible. And if some are irreversible, some are reversible. We've got to get them right. <laughs> make sure your decisions, you think about them, and not just let them run wild. So be responsible for the words that you speak. Be responsible about, for about the thoughts up here. Your thoughts in here, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. One of the things to be, we need to grow up in stature is need to be able to be responsible for the condition of our heart. I can't guard your heart all the time. You have to guard your heart. You have to do it. It's being responsible for what comes in and what comes out. Your actions, the way that you behave, the way that you hold yourself, the way that you conduct yourself. You can't just drag yourself into church. My goodness. Some have been around here, you listen to some of the greatest messages around, you get lifted up, you just drag yourself in, drag drag yourself into work, drag yourself. That's not being mature. That's being a kid. That's being childish. You'll never inherit anything acting like that. It's about taking responsibility for our conduct. 
It's about taking responsibility for our emotions. One of the biggest issues that we face in life is how to manage our emotions. One of the things I've had to talk with our group about, you know, we've got a bunch of, had some fights in the group amongst themselves. And one of the things I said, look, hey, stop reacting. Not everyone's going to like what you do. Not not everyone's going to be happy with you. You've got a choice. Either you can react or you can respond. Immature people react. I watched it. I watched. I listened to the conversation. Somebody would say something, and somebody else would react. And next thing you know, you got a big cat fight. The same thing happens in church. Instead of reacting, you got to take responsibility for your emotions, how you feel. Manage your emotions. Manage what's going on inside here. You can't let somebody else do it or fool you. Is this okay? I'm not. One of the things, I'm just going to, I'll just crank it up a little bit more, but one of the big things that a, a responsible person or a mature person, one of the characteristics that they have is somebody who is decisive. You get into a position with some people, they don't know what to do. They're undecisive, they cannot make a decision about anything. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When you are mature, you know how to make a decision. Decisive is one of the qualities a good leader must have. A good husband knows how to be decisive. And all the ladies said? Decisive is the ability to make decisions quickly and confidently. When I'm in my boat and we get into trouble, if I say, not that I get into trouble all the time, you all come for a while with me. But I need to be able to make decisions. I need to have to, this way, this way. If something goes belly up, I need to make a decision. If I don't make a decision quickly and confidently, my crew get upset. If I can make a decision confidently and quickly, it brings security and stability to the people around me. For some of you, learn to make, we need to learn to become decisive about issues. Because our decisions really shape the course of our life. If you're unable to make decisions, if you're undecisive, you will be unstable. And some people, they're unstable in life simply because they don't know how to make a decision. Let me tell you how to make a decision. Let me show you how to become decisive. It is a skill that has developed over time. But when you have a set of principles and values that decide your, that determine your decision-making process, you will be able to make decisions quickly and confidently. That is the difference between being pulled by the wind and actually have a, a set of stability, uh, some stable principles in your life. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. He could make decisions because his life was built on principles. We look at... Um, you know, some people, uh, we look at, God, we look, look at uh, Joshua and, and bringing the people of Israel forward. God said, he said to Joshua, he said, find your principles, get into the word. If you get a hold of the word and get your life centered around the word of God, you will find good success in your life. So God's uh, advice to Joshua to, for good success, a success, uh, successful leadership was get the word of God into your life. Why? Because the Bible is filled with patterns and principles. 
And one of the things that you can do, once you learn the patterns and principles in the Bible, they will be able to guide your thinking processes. There are some decisions I do not need to pray about. Why? Because the word does, I know the word of God, I know what it says about something, and it, dis, and it, and it guides my decision-making process so I can become decisive right there on the spot. Some people, because you and I are spiritual beings, we have, a, we have a, 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 a tendency for the supernatural. Often, because of that, we can also have a tendency to become uh, superstitious. We'll look for signs everywhere. I'm not saying that signs are wrong, but when your life is guided by looking for signs of this, looking for signs of that, you'll become unstable. Or it tells me that there is a sense of instability in your life. There's nothing wrong with signs. Hear me on this. See, the Bible is made up of patterns and principles that lead us into a good life, and it's our job to get in there and find those principles, find those patterns, and apply them to our life. That will help you. That will make your way straight and bring you into prosperity. Quote, God. <laughs> You've got to, you can take it up with him and work it out with him if you don't like that. One of the things that we, like, the more faith that we have, the less signs that we need. I know this is going to bite a little bit. The more faith that you have, the less signs that you will need. You look at the Israelites when they came out, into, when they left the wanderings in the desert, and when they finally matured up and entered into the promised land, the what? The cloud and the fire, it stopped. They didn't need any more because they had matured up. Jesus also says to Thomas in John 9, verse 21, 29, because you have seen, you have believed. But I say, certain blessed are those who have not seen but believed. It's good that you've seen something. But Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen. They're not just looking for signs everywhere, but they've just taken my word. That's why we need to get the word of God into us. True faith depends upon the mouth of God, not from the eyes of the flesh. Not looking for signs or feather. I mean, hear me right. I'm not trying to put you. I'm not trying to poke anyone. But don't spend, don't make your decisions based on whether you see feathers or dust or anything like that. The Bible says Jesus said, "Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord." In other words, we've got a true faith. You will take God at His word. You don't won't need a sign. God said it. That's enough. God said, "Blessed are you." Jesus said, "Blessed are you." If you're like that. When you start to take God at his word, something inside of you will stand up. See, our choices are made by, guided by valid judgments. Many people want God to make all the decisions for us. I hear lots of Christians, if it's God's will, then... Oh, come on. What that tells me is that actually you're still a child inside. You're still a child inside. Show me your will. How can you become decisive? How can you become mature? If God is doing all the thinking for you and making all the decisions for you. Some people will never find a wife or a husband simply because God has not brought them around. No, no, no. God said, you find yourself a wife and I'll bless it. God bless you. We caught that one on tape. That's fantastic. Show me your will sounds very spiritual. I'm just waiting for the will of God. It sounds spiritual. 
But actually, it's offloading any sense of responsibility onto somebody else. It's offloading the consequences of our decisions off onto somebody else. That's being immature. I'm just going to wrap it up soon. What happens there is we abdicate ourselves from the responsibility of decisions that we should be making and also the consequences of those decisions. It's called passing the buck. Pass the buck. (laughs) Childlike faith should not be interpreted as childlike character. Jesus said we need to come with a childlike faith. Yes. He did not say you need to stay childlike in your character. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Grew with favor with God and with men. Let's not misinterpret and make excuses and use the word of God to, as a substitute for our immaturity in our life and stop passing the buck off to somebody else. You want to enter in the promises of God? You want to grow in wisdom and favor with God and people? If you're a man, man up. Put your big boy britches on. If you're a woman, woman up. However, whatever that looks like, I don't know. I'm sure you'll work it out. But essentially... Start to take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for the words. Start to take responsibility for what's going on in your heart. One of the first things that you could do is come to this course that Pete and Sandy are running. It'll give you some keys to help you start to take ownership for your life and start to mature up so that you can have a prosperous and a wonderful life. Amen? Come on, why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise this morning? Come on. Maybe you're here this morning, and you know in your heart that you've got some growing up to do. All of us have. I'm in that boat too. I've got to grow up in some areas of my life. <laughs> We're completely irresponsible. <laughs> but it's okay. It's, we'll work that out. I've got some people around me that uh, can speak into my life and, and allow myself to be shaped and my wife is one of them. <laughs> but some of you, you're just going to come out and say, yeah, I need, to, I need to grow up in some areas of my life. You know, I've been passing the buck. I've been offloading responsibility onto somebody else. I can't manage my own emotions. I can't manage some of these things. I get, you know, I lose the plot when something goes wrong. When someone is not happy with me, I get a whoa. Maybe when you get into a difficult situation, you react instead of respond. I'm so grateful I've had people that give me the grace, but also the truth (laughs) to speak in and shape me, tell me to grow up. This morning, I just sense that as a church, for us to go forward, we've got to grow up. And you know what that will mean for you. I can't tell you, you, the Holy Spirit will prompt you. Why don't don't we just stand up on our feet right now? The Holy Spirit, He is the Spirit of truth. Uh, He's also full of grace. The truth shows us what we need to change. The grace gives us the empowerment to be able to change it. 
Why don't you just lift your hands up right now just one more time. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you right now. Holy Spirit, what part of my heart, what part of my life do I need to grow up? Forgive me, Lord, where I've acted like a child and just been silly. For lots of better words. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we pray that you would bring us into a place of maturity. Help us to deal with the issues of our, of our life. Give us the grace, we pray, to, to stand up and face the areas that we need to grow up in. Thank you for the promises that you have for us, that you have for our families, that you have for our community, that you have for our church. Holy Spirit, we also hear what you're saying, that we need to grow up and to mature up. Holy Spirit, forgive us where we haven't taken responsibility. Lord, lead us into a place where we can grow in wisdom, and stature, that we could find favor with you and find favor in our community. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. I'm pouring out my praise on you. Come on, let's worship him one more time. Father, we just thank you for your wonderful presence in this place. Lord, I thank you for every person, every household represented here. Speak your blessing and speak your peace over their lives today in Jesus' name. Yes.